how you're doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Zendewa Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. You can connect with me on social media at Zendewa Ganga, or you can come over to my YouTube channel. Here the name is Ondero Oganga, where I get to profile Africa through people, politics, and culture. Now, this is a country that we rarely hear about, but of late they've been making the news, and that is Burundi. The president of Burundi recently said that there is no place for same-sex marriages in Burundi. I will repeat, there is no place for same-sex marriages in Burundi. And he is willing to pay whatever price it is to protect the integrity and cultural fabric of the country of Burundi. He went as far as to say, if aid and grants and funding is tied to the LGBTQ agenda, they don't want it. Let that sink in. Just let that sink in for a moment. Here's an African leader of a very, a, a very small African country at the global stage, a country that we don't think about, that we don't talk about, whose decisions are not treated with a lot of weight, saying no. And not just saying no to anybody, saying no to the powers that be, saying no to the West, to their face, and saying, I am ready to bear the consequences of my actions, of my decisions, Whatever it is, be that as it may, there's no room for LGBTQ agenda in Burundi. Now, I don't want to approach this from a monolithic point of view. I want to tie it to every other thing that has happened on the continent with regards to this. And then we'll come back and finish with it. Um, Uganda passed the anti-LGBTQ law. And it's a, it's a very harsh law, if you ask me. It's a very harsh law because, again, Outside of the Western agenda, the West is the West, they'll always push an agenda. People are people, right? People are people. And to go ahead and say, don't be jail time. You cannot start families. You cannot get legally married. You will, you will pay heavily by going to prison if, but if you're found to be engaging in, in, in LGBTQ, activities, particularly sexual activities, um, LGBTQ groups and, and, and human rights activists cannot operate in Uganda. And the West said, oh, okay. Is this the route you're taking? Good, good. The first thing they did is they revoked all their visas. They said, you can't come to America. You're homophobic. You can't come to America because there's no place for you here. And do you know why that's a big deal? Because again, there's that elitism in Africa where Africans who have a little bit of money and exposure think they're better than other Africans because they have access to America. But they don't realize that that America does not belong to them. It has its ownness. And when they, they say jump, you ask how high. You play with them, they flip the script on you, you know. And then they went on to freeze all their funding. The IMF is not giving them money. The World Bank is not giving them money. And you know, the US, the UK, they have a great say in some of these things, you know. And so Uganda went from being this country that 
you know, has had the same president for nearly three decades to now being this country that is looked at in a certain type of way because you've passed the anti-LGBTQ law, you've gone against the matrix and now you're broke. No money is coming in. And no African country can tell me that when you cut aid and grants, it goes well. It doesn't go well because the way we've built ourselves and our structures, we've played ourselves for 50, 60 years ever since we got independence. We've never, ever done anything to be self-sufficient. And our critical sectors like healthcare, infrastructure, education are going to suffer because the owners of the agenda say it's either the agenda or no money to sustain yourself. I'll give you another example. Ghana. Ghana, they were told, you try and pass it. You know, they also have an anti-LGBTQ law by St. George. Still, very same, very harsh, you know, um, law, just like the one in Uganda. And already the president has backed down on that decision. He's backed up. He's, he's walked back on it, right? Because when he was campaigning, he said, master of devil speak. When he was campaigning, he said, there will be no LGBTQ under my watch. And then when he did an interview with, with I think, a BBC presenter, he said, when I was a young boy growing up in London, same-sex marriages were illegal. Now you've just made them legal. As if to insinuate, just give us time. We need to wrap our heads around it. He had begun walking back on it. Then when Kamala Harris came to Ghana, it's an issue again that came up. And I remember very clearly President Akufuado saying they've taken the bill back to parliament. They're discussing it on how to ensure that nobody's rights will be infringed upon. So here is a country that has walked back literally. So the minister that is pushing it is literally almost chasing the wind because he even went did a press conference complaining that they're delaying passing the bill, they're delaying tabling it um, in parliament and debating it. No, your master spoke and your president knows that the country is in a very vulnerable position right now. If they passes that law, the IMF, the $600 million that they're waiting for the IMF as part of the $3 billion economic bailout, it will not come. And 2022, 2023 is going to repeat itself. Inflation is going to shoot up again. The currency will lose its value. Debt to GDP will increase. Revenue to debt servicing ratio will increase. And the country will tumble again. All factors constant. The president of Burundi says, um, you know what? No. I don't care about the repercussions. No. Now, on one hand, he can be applauded for the fact that He's standing up for morality and who Africans are and what we believe in. But on the other hand, Burundi is a very small country. It's a landlocked country. It doesn't have a lot of resources. It has its own internal political challenges. Is this the best decision, particularly now when the political temperatures are very charged? Timing, momentum is very important. I think... There's a time and a place for these things. And I'm not saying, oh, play the white man's game. I am saying sometimes you have to protect your own interests. Until they come to force it down your throat, then you have the right to say no. I remember President Uhuru Kenyatta never spoke about things to do with same-sex marriages. 
until President Obama came and tried it on him. And then he said, no, mm -mm. Americans have their own way of doing things. We Kenyans have our own way of doing things. And he left it at that. Because I think also as an African leader, you need to understand how vulnerable as a country you are and what you're putting, what you're jeopardizing. You know, Burundi is very small and almost insignificant in the global scheme of things. So I think this stand is good for his ego or whoever he wants to please or whatever statement he wants to make. But then looking at it in entirety, it's going to harm the people of Burundi more. You know, African leaders, they don't suffer when these things happen. They generally do not because they've amassed enough wealth for themselves to create a parallel ecosystem. When educational systems suffer, their kids study in the US, in the UK, in Canada, you know, um, they get their healthcare in Germany. They have homes in America. They don't care. They really don't. This is just another, I do not think this is coming from his heart. I think it's just another political play because he's trying to distract people. But unfortunately, it will come at a cost. I just hope that they're ready for the cost that they will pay. Let me know if you agree with me or if you disagree. What do you make of this whole story? Thank you so much for watching. Give this video a thumbs up. Connect with me on social media at Dora Oganga. Or you can come over to my channel on Dora Oganga, where I profile Africa through people, politics, and culture. I'll see you again next time.